You're listening to Clack Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes, and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash crspodcast or clockradiospeakers.com. After vacation, Jesus. Uh, uh, dang, I, I lost my train of thought with this intro. Um, y'all know how to follow us, man. Clockradiospeakers.com, instagram.com slash uh, clockradiospeakers. Follow us on Twitter, like all that stuff, man. Patreon, like yada, yada, yada. I missed it. My name is Armand. You can follow me on social media at Armand Wake Up. A-R-M-O-N-D, wake up, all one word. Uh, more important than that, please follow the Twitter handle. Hey, I already said all that stuff, man. Doc, what's up, man? Doc, you're here. What's going on, dog? I'm doing good. I'm. Um, we just got back from vacation of, of a sort, but I'm about to go on vacation. I'm very excited. Happy um, for you. We're uh, we're running a place on the water uh, in Cabo for like eight days. Oh. Then oh. we need to get some wraps from you. <laughs> yeah, we need to get some wraps for you. Okay. Bet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bringing the camera down. You know, I could shoot some B-roll, like you know, by, by the by the water for the next video if we need to. You know, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. All right, bet I need to, and I'm, I yeah, we're we'll be going on vacation before Memorial Day, so we'll we could we could we could blend that footage. <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah, we can totally totally blend that footage. We'll be fine. Oh yeah, but I mean, no, uh, things are all right. You know, um, I think we're through with winter. At least here, you know, mostly. Not here. I feel like we, (laughs) I know, it was still cold, but like, you know, I'm almost ready to put my snowblower away. Like I'm still, this is how you know I've lived in New England too long. I'm like, it's, it's April. And I'm like, well, there's a chance. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, But no, you know, um, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Good, 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 good. So, so we took a little, little vacation, you know what I'm saying? Doc went out the country. You know what I'm saying? Putting that work putting that work in. I had my kids. Uh, you know, that was great. So we 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 back to business, big business, million dollar business, uh, Patreon business. <laughs> and um we missed a lot of stuff. We missed a lot of I was I don't want to say random because that makes it sound bad. We just like, you know, um we talked about this briefly in the pre-show. We're not really gonna say anything more about it, but you know, after like so much of the drama and everything around Yay, quietly, there was other stuff prepping other stuff coming and over the last three four weeks people putting out music you know push a tease dissing a filet of fish there's just a lot (laughs) a lot of things going on right yep absolutely so we're just gonna get right to it man let's just mad albums just things like where do you want to start where would you like to start do you want to talk about your man uh push a ton uh sure we can start there sure yeah um he's uh he's all over the place he he is you know we're going to talk about this uh this nego project which which he's on um Mm -hmm. in a bit um so (laughs) i'm trying to think how to best explain the story roughly almost 20 years ago Mm -hmm. mcdonald's came up with uh, mcdonald's commissioned a uh uh, an ad agency to write a whole new jingle Mm -hmm. for them um it was a german ad agency and they came up with "I'm loving it." They came up with the. They came up with "I'm loving it." Mm-hmm. As a part of that rollout, they were like, you know, all these youths, man, they like this. They like this R and B. They like this hip hop. Yeah. And so part of it was they commissioned the Justin Timberlake Pharrell Chad combo to mm-hmm. make a song. Yeah. Um, Pusha T was on a version, one of these versions of. I think there's an "I'm loving it" that has a Pusha verse somewhere. I think. 
I remember correctly. I think so too. Let's see if we can find it. The actual, if if you've never heard it, just go Google Justin Timberlake. I'm loving it. And it's straight out of 2003. Like if you can hear a 2003 Neptune's beat, that's exactly what this sounds like. Um, Hmm. What's kind of wild is like the way that the story for this has kind of evolved. Mm -hmm. Where like in 2022, Pusha is out here saying that he came up with the whole jingle. Hmm. Which is That's not, kind of become the narrative, right? Which is not true. Yeah. <laughs> he he was paid um for his, you know to 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 write on the the Timberlake Neptune's version of the song. But mm-hmm. the iconic ba da ba 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 was invented mm-hmm. by an ad agency. Mm-hmm. And I think Pusha you could say you know, maybe this is true, maybe it's not. I think he feels like the success of that at the time was due to the kind of you know, JT Neptune's version of the song. It was for sure. And because he was a part of that, you know, he got paid then at the time, but he feels like the legacy of that has really lived on. And mm. he seems, it seems like this, like he was like, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I guess if I, I could be charitable, I would say, I don't think Pusha feels like he was properly compensated. Right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's made reference to that, but let's all be really clear. He did not come up. Pusha T did not write. That's not Pusha T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be hilarious if it was, but it's not. But like as a part of this narrative, <laughs> Arby's, I, I wouldn't consider. So if you had to rank <laughs> sort of uh, U.S. Mm-hmm. fast food mm-hmm. places, maybe not number one in quality always, but sort of the the established OG number one is McDonald's, right? For sure. You know, people can differ. You might like the fries at one place better. You might say, you know, Burger King does this or Wendy's does that. Or, you know, maybe you got a regional favorite, something like that. Right. But for Mm -hmm. the big national chains, McDonald's has always been number one. Mm -hmm. I've never heard anybody talk about Arby's as number two or really even number three. Arby's is a couple tiers below. (laughs) Arby's actually gets a lot of slander. Well, Arby's is one of those places that like. It's kind of in a KFC bag where like people won't tell you they eat there, but clearly people eat there. Clearly. <laughs> Otherwise, there would be no locations. I right. mean, Hardee's and some of these other spots have kind of disappeared. Why? Because, you know, people stop eating there. Is, does Hardee's not exist anymore? I don't. Man, when's the last time you've seen a Hardee's? Okay, Hardee's.com is still a thing. <laughs> Hardee's.com. So let's, I want to find where's the, where, where are the Hardee's at? Hardy's locations. Um, There's one in Columbus. What? See where? There you go. Where? What part of the city is this at? <laughs> it is. It doesn't even have a address. What the heck is this? Hardy's in Columbus, Ohio. Um, oh, it's on South. It's on South High. Oh, that's why, because it's on South High. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. for those of us not fluent in the geography. Of, of the Columbus region. What is what is going on in South High? It's just a place that's not really uh, inhabited. We it's not popping. Yeah, well, it's one of those places like, so there's parts of, of course, Columbus is growing exponentially, but there are also, and, and this, I think this exists in most American cities mm. where there are still small pockets that are very um, traditional. People who live there for generations are just yeah. there. And so it was really affluent or, you know, um, ahead of the curve 
70 years ago or 100 years ago, but now it's just kind of stayed where it was and everything else around it has passed up. So because of that, maybe the value drops and then maybe the the groups of people who are able to afford to live there kind of change. Um, so yeah, the, the, this part of South high, cause funny North high is like one of the main streets. It's like downtown. So North high is pretty close to where you were staying at when you came down here for, mm. for the concert. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were right off North, you were right off North high. Um, South high is the other way. <laughs> so <laughs> North high is where rappers. No, you know where South high is? South high is, do you remember when, um, we did that video shoot for yeah. Snooze Button 4 and you took yeah, the pictures yeah. or whatever. That's where South High is. Yeah. Um, so that's the place where lots of people are buying these these dilapidated warehouses and turning them into uh, um, studios to rent out. It's a little grimy. Oh, boy. It's it, You know, it's, it's, it's up and coming. How about that? <laughs> it's on it's on the upswing. Yeah. It's on the upswing. Dude. There are Eventually. still Hardys. Wow. This is amazing. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Not a lot, kind of been weird, you know, kind of scattered. Some parts of the country have more of them than others, but mm, okay. But yeah, you know, like, I mean, yeah, Hardy, I don't know. We could, I, I feel like us trying to rank the fast food places would be a whole other episode. Yeah, for sure. In hard, hard, or in Arby's is is not on that list at all. Now right. I'm going to want to watch. Do you, so everybody has their weird thing that they watch on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of my weird things is how companies are successful or how they failed is from a channel called, I think, Company Man. Mm. So he'll take, uh, why is Five Guys successful? Or why did Quiznos fall off? Or why did Chuck E. Cheese fall off? So he'll talk like the business side of it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and it's yeah. just really interesting to me. I wonder if they have one of these for Hardee's. They have to. Because, you know, Hardee's was kind of one of those things that was like, it was around in the 90s. There around. was uh, Carl's Jr. Yep. But I and see, Hardee's, I see, which is the same company. Mm, but I see Carl's Jr.'s all the time. Right. That's the thing. When's the last time you had Carl's Jr.? I know you're not really a fast food guy to begin with. When when I, so uh, probably when I, I think I, I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time. It's so been a very long left, time. What? You graduated from UConn? Maybe. Oh, before then, maybe. I mean, because I feel like <laughs> um, I feel like Carl's Jr. was a West Coast thing. Yes. Originally, it was. Absolutely. And Hardee's yep. was more like East or, or the South. Yep. Yep. Midwest, too. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. 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 I think you're right there. So push a T. Push a T. Yeah. Was commissioned by Arby's. Yes. To write a diss track mm-hmm. about the, I'll say iconic, and that's not that's not um, putting a value on the actual quality of this sandwich, but everybody knows the filet fish. For sure. The <laughs> Pusha T is dissing on behalf of Arby's. Yep. The the filet fish sandwich. He is. <laughs> He got a couple coke. Ra- he gets some coke wraps references in there. Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> He's like, how how can I do this? Yeah, you know, and Pusha T and Arby's kind of, you know, they they won they won Twitter for about twelve hours. Yeah, but that that's a that's a win. That's a win. And nowadays, because it your wins don't last long on social media, so um, and apparently there was this report that. Like Arby's like gained eight million dollars in value like within twenty four hours from the disc or something like that. Yeah, Doesn't somebody have to explain that to me. So the the report I saw the same thing. I think what they're try, what they try to do is they try to, basically like that Hardy that sorry Hardy's got not Hardy's. See, I'm now my brain's wrong. Arby's got eight point one million dollars worth of like promo. Okay. And like you know what you might call earned media, right? Like okay. to get as much publicity 
for this as they got, they would have had to spend $8 million. Mm. They didn't spend eight million dollars, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now, <laughs> trying to like quantify that's a little, you know, a little, a little hard. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily that like the value of the company went up eight million dollars. Just that they got the equivalent of eight million dollars worth of free publicity. Publicity. <laughs> okay. How do you quantify that? Because you know how much it's how much it cost. Like you can you can say this many people interacted with it on Twitter, say, and how much would it cost? to get a Twitter ad to reach that many people. Like you can do it like that. I would see the one, the one week we don't do video, you can't see my face. <sighs> can't feel my face either. Anyway. Mm. Mm. Wayne or uh, Wayne feel my face or, or Abel feel my face? Wayne. Okay. Yeah, nah, you know, you don't fool with Abel like that no more. Yeah, Wayne and Jewels. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like the, the one thing I want to say about the, the push teen Arby's thing is really kind of, I don't know. The only thing that's interesting to me about it is just like how far we have come because like this would have been unimaginable in the era we grew up in mm-hmm. or even the era after the era we grew up in, mm-hmm. you know, it's both a testament to, it's a testament to two things that hip hop culture is just culture. 100%. And it's a testament to the idea that it is impossible to sell out anymore. You can't sell Ooh. out, bro. Yes. Facts. Um, everybody's sold out. It's done. It's over. That's the whole point. You got the whole point is to sell like, out. Yeah. Like, Hey, I, I got in this to make money. Right. Yeah. The days of like, you know, doing it for the culture and like the love of the, the love of the sport, the love of the, like, nobody cares about that anymore. I said, Hey, yeah, there's none of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. None, none of that. That's, that's all done. Yeah. It's all done. It's literally like, I, I, I watched the interview you guys have heard me talk about Fredo Bang. I'm a fan of his. He did an interview with Joe Budden and he's like, literally, I was in the streets. I was just rapping because my friend was rapping and he was the one that was really trying to like pursue music heavy. But I was just in the studio hanging out with my friend. And then after he died, I took it a little more serious, but I was in the streets. What changed my mind was um, I did a video. It was one of those like ukulele videos that a lot of the like the, 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 uh, the rappers are doing. I did a video. I got 200,000 followers within a week. And then I was able to start getting paid for shows. I was getting like, you know, $100 a show. And then this just made me realize that I can make money off of this. That's it. Yeah. That lets you, that, that's like the trajectory or that's like the, the path of rappers in 2022. So, and that's, and you know what? That's fine. Yeah. It's just, it, it is what it is now. It's changed. Anything else you want to say about Push a Ton? Uh, nah, good good for him. Yeah. He's he's uh he's got an album coming eventually, right? Yeah, I don't know why that album isn't out yet. I, I would have assumed that it it would be here already. So I it, shh, I don't know what's the I don't know if <clears throat> maybe all these rappers are <clears throat> excuse me maybe all the maybe he's like because people are these rappers are really promoting this Nego project. Um, so maybe he's allocating his resources there before he you know finishes his own stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it's basically been done. Yeah, I heard it was done. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it was done. I heard it's been done. Yeah. So, um, sh- bro, I don't know. Because, you know, Diet Coke had a little moment. Mm-hmm. But now he needs another record. For sure. But that was the, hey, the album's coming record. Like, right. now you now you get ready to drop the bomb. Speaking of so, his Nego record, you want to talk yes. about that? Let's go ahead and get into this now. Yes. So for those who don't know, who who is Nego? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Nego is the uh, 
founder of Bape, right? That's right. And so, he and uh, he and Pharrell co-founded BBC back in the day. Uh, yeah. Hey guys, just just so you know, they sold BBC. So when you're wearing Billionaire Boys Club, you're not mm. wearing Pharrell and Nigo. Like it's so it, that that wave is notice. You never see you never see them wear BBC. You still see them wear Bape. And I think they sold. I think Nigo sold some of Bape, but. You you don't see Pharrell or or Nigo wear BBC at all because they don't own it. They sold it. Nigo left Bape in 2013. There you go. So it's been it's been a minute, right. but I guess they're still kind of wearing the, at least the aesthetic, right? For the right, 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 for right. cultural purposes. Whereas, like, do you ever see Pharrell wear ice creams? No. Remember those? <laughs> Reebok was given all. Reebok was Adidas. Mm. Reebok was Adidas first. Yeah. So Nigo. Pops yeah. up out of nowhere. Is he promoting something? Is there a brand collab coming? I mean, so like, he he uh, he's creative director for Kenzo, which is a, um, I guess it's a French fashion house. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Kenzo. Right. Yep. So he's the creative director there. So I think honestly, a lot of this just came out of. Uh, I mean, who? I mean, he definitely a lot of this stuff like premiered at the during Fashion Week. Mm-hmm um at the at the kenzo show but like why this all got put together who knows i mean this basically is kind of like a soundtrack yeah. of sorts you know <clears throat> excuse me mm-hmm. uh, there's some leftovers from people mm-hmm. there's some throwaways there's some interesting collabs like there's just you know mm-hmm. but like uh yeah it's really weird i don't know you know maybe he um he really he need he had a teriyaki boy song and he needed a home for it <laughs> Die. Cut it out. He's the DJ for the Teriyaki Boys. I know. <laughs> Man, they really tried to, I don't say make it work, but like, what a heat check uh, I Still Love Her was. You remember that? The Kanye record they had? I do not. Hold on. I got. I have to play this for you. We haven't done this in a while. Except, I can't believe you don't remember this. No, 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 no. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, Kanye. It's wow. so right now to be in the presence of the truth, the creator, was, the originator of this I'm gonna at least play it for the beat drops. This is lit, but this is literally the beat though. Kanye to the Teriyaki boys. Big money need in the And I think that's uh that's 07. I think that's that's graduation era. I think. Yeah. So the the 05, you know, I, I can't I can't tell you I've ever listened to a Teriyaki Boys project, but the project in 05 has a Just Blaze record, has a Primo record, has a ne- has a Neptune's record. That budget was probably nuts. Well, or they were just or they were calling in favors to then big the, favors. The 09 project has one, two, three, four Neptune's pr- uh, Neptune's Beats. It's got okay. two Kanye records. It's got Jermaine Dupri, Mark Ronson. <laughs> Mark Ronson. It was a time. It was a time. How have I never? Wait, there's a there's a there's a Teriyaki Boys song with that's featuring Pharrell and Busta, produced by the Neptunes. I've never heard this song. Am I really gonna sit here and go listen to a? Shoot, I want to hear. It. What's it called? It's called Zock On, like Z O C K On. How have I never heard this record? Oh, there's a video for it. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. 
come on, you knew. 13 years ago. So what is that? That's 2000. <clears throat> so that's 09. Yeah. Oh yeah. nine Pharrell and Buster. That's what you're going to get. Yep. Yep. Well, what are you going to do? Every time I got to get in and I got to go and I got to do it and I got to put it, but, 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 yep. It's, he was setting up for that. Anyway. Anyway. So Nigo is back. He's back. With a lot of friends. A lot of friends. A lot of Pharrell beats. Yeah. Pre about 80% Pharrell, right? Uh, yeah. Like definitely more than half. Um, and uh, we got some Tyler, we got some ASAP, Clips, mm-hmm. Gunna. Uh, Uzi. Ooh. Yeah. Uzi on a drill beat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, Fabio has to be tired of rapping over drill beats. We're going to talk about Fabio in a bit. Okay. I just heard the record with him and the City Girls. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this is what we're going to do. But the crazy part is this, I, I think we said this, like, this is what Pop Smoke would be doing if he was still alive. Industry would would have him doing the same thing, man. But whatever, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Who's on this project? Yes, is on the project. Yep, yep. And and it's weird to hear new music from him at this point. Yeah, I thought that they honestly, I thought that they used all of the right music on this last project. So, I just, but I'm not familiar enough to know if they just reused something that was already, you know, because I heard they were already piecing records together. I'm not mentally prepared for Pop Smoke duets whenever that happens. The Pop Smoke duets. <laughs> Just not ready for that. Oh, boy. It's coming. Oh, man. Um, you want to talk about, I mean, we, I don't think we're going to go track by track on this. You, nah. Do you want to talk about what, what you like? Um, of course, the Lost and Found freestyle. Um, you know, there, there was the Wayne Sap project that was supposed to come out. Uh, ASAP Rocky and Tyler. Um, hearing Tyler over Like a Boss is really dope. Hearing ASAP over Three Kings is dope. Three Kings is such an underrated record. Yeah, dog. Slim yeah. Thug had a run, man. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. They're already platinum. I, I stand by it. Wasn't, it wasn't an amazing album, but it's got some serious joints on it. Um, and I liked... Uh, what else did I like? The How'd Tyler you... record is okay. It's all right. It's, it's clearly a throwaway, which is kind of the theme of this project on the low. It is. I have very high expectations if you say it's Pharrell and Tyler together. For sure. Absolutely. And um, absolutely. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's cool. But my favorite song on this far and away is the Pharrell and Gunner record, Functional Addict. That record is crazy. It one hundred really Oh go ahead. Sorry. I didn't no, go ahead. You got it. You got it. It one hundred percent sounds like something from the last NERD era. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Um I kinda like it. It's weird. Yes. Um, it's nice to hear Gunna on something completely different. Absolutely. And he finds a pocket and he rides that pocket to high noon. Yep. Yep. I'm with it. I'm with it. I like the record a lot. I like how it builds up. I like the, the bridge into the yeah. hook. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. It's really dope. It's really dope. Um, other than that, yeah, I don't need anything else on this album. I like the, Ace, I like the solo ASAP out song. That sounds good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my kids like that yeah, record. I like yeah, that my record. Kids like that record. Yep, 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 yep. Well, we gonna I'm gonna be referencing my children a lot because Spring Break was different musical wise. I think they I think they did something to me. But so we'll get there. There's a Clips reunion song on here. Listen, man. Produced by the Neptunes, not just Pharrell. Produced by the Neptunes. If you don't think this record is 15 years old, I know. it it's weird. It's I, I I can't figure this out. It's credited to Pusha T. And the clips. Hmm. 
maybe so that's a, maybe that references just how old Malice's verses back yeah, when nah, he was Malice and not no Malice. He was malice. still Malice, yeah. He was definitely still Malice on this verse. Yeah. Um, so is this like 09 era? It's had to have been till the <sighs> casket drops because he he kind of he kind of scaled all the way back not too long after that album. Yeah. So it has to be till the casket drops. And his verse sounds like he's basically giving his farewell on that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, you hear that all through that album. is like, he's like, yeah, I think I'm about done. Yep. You hear it in hindsight. Yep. Um, The Kid Cudi song is really weird. I'm good. It it sounds like a flashback to like 2011 when everybody was making fist pump music. (laughs) Uh, Waka Flocka EDM, what a time. Um... That that Usher album from that era, man, he went oh, all in on that. Boy, yeah, he did. Jesus, God. We haven't talked. We haven't talked about the Pusha T. Hear me clearly. No, that I think that came out within the last few weeks when we were out, right? Yeah, I mean that's on this project. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on the project. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the the quote that uh, Pusha said on Instagram that when Pharrell heard it, he gave him this quote, which is honestly kind of a devastating quote from Pharrell. It's amazing. Pharrell said, this is cool, but I don't want you, meaning Pusha, to be a mixtape rapper for the rest of your life. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then that's how he got Pharrell to produce half his album. Right. It's an amazing I, quote. I, I shared that on my stories and said, man, I wish one of... <laughs> like, yo, can, can I get... I want I want one of the greatest producers in the world to just offer to produce half right. of my album. That'd be great. Right. right. Give me that. Yeah. Hear me clearly is fine. It's okay. It's a leftover. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I hear you. I mean, you know, um, Uzi on that drill beat is really kind of wild, and it kind of works. Even though I've heard that exact kind of drill beat a million times now. Absolutely. Boy, they're there's running like that zero round. Yeah, there's zero like modifications that no. they're making to drill beats. Like, zero. So I'm good. Speak speaking of drill beats. Yes. Your girl Nikki. Oh boy. Okay. Nice transition. Yep. Has de- has decided she's trying to make sure the youths know who she is. Right. Mm-hmm. Two records of little baby. Yep. And now she's like, all right. Uh, Co- Coiler Ray too. Coiler Ray. Right. Yep. And she's like, all right. <laughs> and I I can't believe I'm going to say this. She asked herself, who is the the is 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 five year old foreign the most important like modern like male rapper from new york like is he like the guy right now yeah he's the guy right now absolutely i'm not prepared for this world um he's the guy he's the guy um and uh and you know nikki's like all right i I can rap on these beats Mm -hmm. and so we get uh we get we go up yep out of so she's had three i'm not counting the the coilaroy uh because i barely heard that but the between the two little baby records and we go up. I don't know. I don't think this is the best of those three. It's all right. I don't need any of these Nicki Minaj records. The first one with Lil Baby. What's that called? Not Bust. Uh, what's the other uh, one? Do we have a problem? I like that one. Mm-mm. I like the I like I, the beat. I like the flow a little bit. It's a little different. It sounds like a Nicki Minaj record in 2017. Sounds yeah. like it was supposed to be on Queen. I'm okay with that. It's not a compliment. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. It, I'm good. I hate when she sings. I oh, hate interesting. when she See, sings. I, yeah, I hate when she sings. 
I'm not mad when she sings as long as it's because like now it's, you know, we've talked about this before, like she kind of had to pave the way and like go full on what we used to call crossover Mm -hmm. when she sung. But now you can sing on a drill track and it's fine. For sure. It's not it's not awkward. It's just like, yeah, it's not awkward where it's like it doesn't fit. It's awkward where it just doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right. It feels like because Nikki is okay. So when Nikki and then because this also brings up the point, like when Nikki raps, when Nikki traditionally raps, she would kind of find pockets and flow. I mean, Safari had her going crazy. And let me just not let me not disrespect her or whatever. But like she would find different voices, different flows, different, you know, aggression. She would scale back. and, And then sometimes she would get in her rap bag where she would just kind of put on this really like aggressive, almost masculine voice. Um, whereas now she, but I like Nikki when she just raps in her regular voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Moment for Life is an example of that. Yeah, she, I get that. She's just, she's just rapping in a regular voice. She's just really trying to enunciate and communicate and whatever. But when she does all this other stuff, like now it just seems like she has the same two tricks, sing and then rap aggressively. And I just want her to rap. I just want her to rap. That would help out a ton for me. It's yeah, okay. the so you know Nikki has used co-writers before for sure, for sure. Right? You talked about Safari, but like lately, I don't know this guy, but Tate Kobang. I don't know if you know that rapper. Name. Never heard him before. He he helped out on on the new records on the Beam Me Up Scotty project. He's been apparently helping out on this new batch. So that's her kind of you know that's her new her new co-writer, which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I think. So here, here's a question for you. I think it seemed at one point that we were kind of like waiting for, um, for like to see like will drill have its like big kind of moment, like where it's mm-hmm. not it, it sort of escapes. It's bigger than New York. It's bigger than Chicago, obviously at this point. But like, it's not the predominant sound mm-hmm. hip hop. It's mm-hmm. one of the sounds. Mm-hmm. And I kept I think I think I've been kind of wondering like, is that going to happen where it kind of like becomes the sound and. I kind of need drill to make another move basically. Cause like, all right. Yeah. I've, I've heard the, I've heard those sliding baselines a million times now. What, what got anything else? <laughs> kind of there right now, you know? Yeah. So it's funny you say that because it seems like what you're saying is you're not saying it directly, but the, the music or the production is carrying the genre. I think like what made it, I think the music and the production sort of switched up the way that it, it, it created a more like a, a different kind of energy as opposed to all the trap that we've been doing for a long time. Right. And that was for an sure. opportunity. But for sure. So like, but tra- trap is not singular and has evolved a million times. Mm-hmm. So like where, where's drill going to go? Here's where it's going to go. Yeah. I think more people have to get their hands on it. Mm-hmm. And I think what's going to happen is, is one of these pop girls are going to get their hands on it and they're going to take it somewhere else. So are we going to hear Ariana Grande on a drill beat in the next six months? Yes. She was probably. exactly the person I was thinking of. Yep. We had speculated about that for her last project. Yep. Yep. It'll be her, her. And, and because Fabio's the face. Mm, it'll be Fabio. It'll be Fabio. Should have been pop. It'll be Fabio. Should have been pop. It'll be Fabio. No disrespect to Fabio, but you know. Because what what we're what we're doing is yeah because I don't want to act like Fabio is trash or anything like that but he's just really he's really benefiting off like pop 
hip-hop kind of being the the face or the forefront forefather of this this style new york drill let me not disrespect uk drill because that was long before right drake right. was rapping mandem bars <laughs> two years before pop smoke pop showed up so um but there's gonna be yeah i see ariana grande or someone because oh that's what i was gonna say because i, I mentioned this earlier the city girls getting on a record with Fabio, it's a it's a position move. It's not what like do you mean yo, by we, that? So what I mean by that is, I'm glad you asked. It's less about yo, um, we love this sound and we would love to collaborate. Because when I listen to the city girls, they sound so there's they sound so awkward on the record because as as you refer to it as movement. As much movement as the production has, at the end of the day, it's still kind of slow. Yeah, it's, you know, in the 60s, 70s, well, I mean, typically it's doubled. So, you know, it's like 120, yeah. 130, barely, rarely above 140. But when you listen to City Girls records, they're fast because City Girls make, they make aggressive dance music. Yeah, um, Miami. <laughs> exactly, My exactly. The evolution of Miami bass, 100%. Um, so, but... They hear this and they say, all right, I think this is going to be the sound. It's like a, a trend of sorts. I don't know how much longevity drill has. I think that depends on who gets to it and, you know, what happens with it. But it just reminds me of when I hear um, uh, who going to stop me on. Washington. <laughs> it's like it was a thing. And Kanye and Jay were like, we need a record. We want to jump on it because we know that there's going to be, you know, licensing money from all over the place and they're going to want stuff that sounds like this so we want in so that whenever you know pop music or whoever i'm trying to think of pop producers or whatever when they when they find the rec when they finally realize that and they have the record i'm sure they have already and they're just waiting it'll be like an influx of what is this and we need more of it from people who have money so and it's like okay great Okay, Fabio and Ariana do this record. Who who else? Who else has drill music? And mm. the City Girls are like, we have something. <laughs> we have a record right here. That's yeah. what I meant by a position record. So they're they're positioning themselves to be in the conversation when drill really moves to the mainstream. Because I, I think it's I think it's inevitable. Anything else you want to say about Nikki? Uh nah. I just I need a I need a good record from Nikki. I I don't think I'm gonna get one, but I need I need some good music from Nikki, man. Like I'm really pulling for her to do well with this album, but it's just it's not doing it for me. And it just and it may not, right? May not may not she may not be thinking about a 37 year old father of four. <laughs> you don't think you're her uh, primary audience? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe uh, yeah I doubt. Anyway, what's next? We can talk about somebody who I think is influenced by Nikki, but not 100% influenced by Nikki, if you want. Okay. What are you talking about? Let's what talk about Lotto. Yes. I love these transitions, Doc. You, you, we've been doing this long enough to where you be on it. So how much did you, how much have you like paid attention to Lotto up until now? Oh, bro. My daughter is a big Lotto fan. Oh, so. excellent. Yeah, so I've I've been up on Lotto for at least maybe two years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm 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 hip. You're <laughs> tapped in. I'm tapped. Yeah, there we go. I'm tapped in, as the you say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
I've heard like a record or two from her, but I haven't really ever like paid attention to like a project from hers ever. Mm-hmm. And I think what kind of struck me, so her new album is called 777, just came mm-hmm. out like a week ago, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, her vocal tone reminds me of Trina at times. Mm-hmm. But she's very clearly influenced by, I hear Luda and I hear Nick, a little bit of Nikki too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely hear a lot of Luda. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. Yes, yes. Ironically, mm. she kind of called out Luda on a record and Luda responded. Really? So Luda kind of Luda kind of skated, not kind of. Luda skated. Hmm. I haven't heard Luda sound that good in years. That was a gr- that's a great. So call out was like just really dumb stuff. So there's a there's a record that was circulating through Atlanta uh where, you know, other uh bordering cities are not Atlanta. So, you know, Atlanta's <laughs> Atlanta. This ain't Atlanta. It's just very much sure. like very much like small town stuff. Right? Oh sure, all, all like, cities have that. Yeah, yeah, it's everybody. So I guess Lotto got on the remix, and don't hold me to this, but Lotto definitely said something about Luda not being from Atlanta, from from what I understand. And so Luda got on the record and was basically like, "Yeah, I moved here, but like the work that we put in, you know, in putting Atlanta on the map was all inclusive. So everybody who's around Atlanta was still representing for Atlanta. So you can't you can't do that." Like, mm. it's like she's probably listening to Luda. I agree with Ludacris, but it was a great rap verse. But anyway, I, you're absolutely right. I definitely hear uh, Ludacris in Lotto. That's a great assessment. The other thing that really struck me, and I went back and I looked briefly at her at her previous projects as well, is so she signed a um, she signed to RCA. Mm-hmm. Man, they open up the checkbook for her projects. Clearly, like they really clearly think that she is going to be like a star. Because like you've got production from, I mean, we'll talk about big energy, I'm sure, but like of Dr. Course. Luke, but like you know, Pharrell, OG Parker, DA got that dope, Jetson made, you know, Sunny Digital, like you know, these are known producers, and they came with like for them, you know, this not every beat on here is exactly what I want, but like it's consistently like pretty well produced, you know, mm-hmm. and then additionally. A lot of these tracks have additional production from Mike Dean. Seems like he came in and did a final polish across a lot of these records. Mm. MCA opened up the checkbook. Good for her. Good for her. And I wonder if they did that because they saw what Big Energy did last fall and they were like, okay. Yeah, for sure. Big Energy's a layup though. <sighs> Big Energy is hilarious. I mean, because, you know, we've uh, we've been talking about how the 90s have been influenced things for a long time, right? That's mm-hmm. how it goes. Mm-hmm. I feel like with a record like Big Energy, we're finally like really reliving all of the things from the late 90s because this is exactly the kind of like quote unquote crossover record that an artist in the late 90s would need to make as their first single. Mm. Where you're sampling the old hit from 20 years ago. It's puff, yeah. And it's even constructed. Now, part of this is because they lean heavily on on the way that the original song is constructed, but like yeah, fantasy, the, yeah. the the common way, right, for R&B records and some hip hop records, especially the ones that were sampling R&B records would be constructed in the 90s was the melody would be for the, like the main iconic melody would be in on the hook mm-hmm. or they might bring it in a little for the bridge, but like the verses would be all like almost not filtered out, but it'd just be mostly bass and drums. That was like a 90s staple, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is exactly how this is structured. And I just heard this and I was like, oh, wow, this is like one of the first times I can remember like, oh, OK, they're not just like bringing back the 90s, like they're bringing back the like 
This would have been a sellout record in 1997. Absolutely. It's not a sellout record now because she got the no. remix with Mariah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why DJ Khaled's on it, but sure. Um, yep. Good for her. You said it. There's no such thing as selling out. No. Wait, hold on. Who did you talk about that to? Because I, I need to make a note of that when I do these reels. Oh, push a T. Okay. Got it. Yep. You're absolutely right. Okay. Um, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I heard big energy and I was just like, I, somehow I had missed big energy. Mm-hmm. I just missed it all together. And I was listening to this this week and it just came on when I was walking my dog. I literally just laughed out loud. It's a layup. Like you said, it's a layup. Like I wouldn't be surprised they had that record laying around and they were just waiting on someone to fit the description of someone who could, you know, execute them because mm-hmm. the thing that we haven't said about Lotto and what's going to take her far is not her look, not any of that stuff. She's a great writer. She can write. She can write. And the way she raps, though, you know, content and all that stuff, you know, like it, notwithstanding, like you can tell that she has been writing for a long time and she understands formatting, uh, you know, industry standards, like all that stuff. So as much as they believe in her as an artist, Whatever the album does, they're going to be able to recoup all of that with her ability to write for other artists. 100%. She's got, and she, she's got some help too. You know, like they brought in, so Jazzy, who was like a writer behind the scenes for a lot of stuff, sort of infamously wrote Billy Ray's uh, verse on the Old Town Road remix. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jazzy's writing is like all over the place here. Um, uh, yeah, like, which is, that's fine. You know, like people, you know, a lot of people contribute in a lot of ways to projects now. You know, that's just the way yeah. it goes. Um, but like, you know, uh, Aunt Clemens, like helped out on oh. Sunshine. Oh, we just asked about him. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, when I say they opened up the checkbook, they opened up the checkbook, not really just did. for the producers, but also let's get some extra help in here. Let's, yeah. let's push, let's polish these songs up all the way. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um. Is there any any songs that really stick out to you that you think really work on this? Um, you know what? I'm not gonna hold you. I did not finish listening to this album. Mm. I got to, I think, I think I got to like, I think Steppa, I think track eight. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't hear the second half of the album. But as far as what I like, yeah, I like the intro. Yeah, I like the intro too. Intro is hard. Yeah. Um. I like sun. I like sunshine. Like sunshine is clearly the record that she wants as a single, mm-hmm. and it's giving is the record that TikTok is going to pick up. That, well, yeah, I mean, it's given is right out of the the, the baby factory in terms 100%. of that beat because oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's Jetson, Jetson, it's right? Jetson and Pooh yeah. beats. Yeah, yeah, but just the content you can take a piece of that song and you can make so much out of it especially for women for young women like it's like oh yeah that's that's easy that's a layup that's a layup i think that's i think sunshine is going to be the record that she's proud of because it's right. you know it's wayne and childish and the hook is there just feels like this really big record i yeah. can see her ending her shows with this mm. this record oh she's um, gonna end with big energy well for sure she yeah. can go but she can do sunshine big energy and maybe sunshine is the closer yeah yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, like similar to, to Tyler, where, you know, Tyler's ending with Tyler ended Igor with like, you know, let's be friends. Right. And well, yeah. He ended this tour with uh with Run It Up. Like that's not his biggest record, you know, 
So I, I could I could see him doing something like that. But past that, yeah, I didn't get I didn't get to the second half of the album. Unfortunately, I still I still need to do so. Um, um, what about you? I like yeah. I also like Sunshine. I like the intro. Um, the Twenty One Records fine. It is what it is. Samples three six. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the credits right now. I see Juicy J and and, and Paul there. So definitely samples three six. Um, in terms of the songs you missed. Uh, Trust No Chick is actually, um, that's pretty hard. I like that song. Um, okay. I don't know if it's 100% for me because I'm not really a big Kodak Black fan, but Bust Down um, is produced by OG Parker and samples Vanessa Carlton's like a thousand miles. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But like subtly, it kind of works. Kind of works. works. And uh, Pharrell produced Real One, um, which sounds right out of... The work that Pharrell has been doing lately, it's got the aggressively pitched 808s like he's been doing all over the place. So mm. it's cool. It's cool. Okay. Man, if you could just take the record that he gave the Megan and just give it the lot. <laughs> I want to hear that record so bad. That record sounded so crazy. Oh, well. So how do you feel about her getting Mariah on the Big Energy remix? I think it works because like it, especially since... Big energy came out in September. Like it's a nice way to, hey, the album's here, you For know, sure. and mm-hmm. it and it kind of clears the way, and it it lets uh it lets I mean I'm guessing it'll be some you know it lets them I mean honestly like what it does is it buys them time, one hundred percent right mm-hmm. um because it lets them I'm sure she wanted sunshine as the single right mm-hmm. but if you know one of these other records is gonna if it's given is gonna like pop off on tiktok or whatever it lets them basically be like all right let's let the let's let the the fans decide basically yeah what's got traction because they can always come back with sunshine for sure if they really want to like if the, sure. le, like let's assume it's it's given okay cool like you assume if that's popping on, on tiktok then um they're rushing you know oh let's get a video for that like right now let's go mm-hmm. um and if that does well then cool they can do sunshine and then that'll probably be it for videos from the album i think yeah but um but no, honestly, like I, she can rap. She can rap. She can rap. Uh, when she's, you know, from what I remember from her before, like I think she's more, she's trying to be more melodic on some of these songs now. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it kind of works. Yeah, yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, Doc, it always comes down to, you know, you said it. Like you should just get this tattooed on you. Like, you know, where's the mu- How's the music? Do they have any records? Yeah. Do you have records? Um, yeah. And so. You know, Lotto, whatever, like clearly she does not make content from, you know, she does not make content for us. Like she's not thinking about us at all as she shouldn't. No. Um, But I can I can sit back in the distance and I can like appreciate it. Like, okay, I just want her. And this is what I told my daughter. My daughter asked what I thought of the album. And I was like, the the critique that I have of all young artists is I want you to live a little bit more. And I I really want you to up your experiences because I mean, she's. On one hand, you're 24 years old. Like, what else are you going to rap about? But, you know, I'm starting to not use that excuse anymore because great artists have created masterpieces at very young ages. So, um, but with that said, this is a good start. Like, I, I definitely think that we'll see Lotto for the rest of the year. Like, you know, I saw she only did like 25,000 first week. I'm not bothered by those numbers at all. I think this has, this album has legs and they've positioned it exactly how you described it, Doc, to where they, they've got enough. They've got enough to do um, through the through the year. She's already touring. Yeah, she's already touring. Now so. that the album's out, hopefully it gives her a little boost. I didn't. I haven't yep. checked, but you got to assume, you know, if RCA opened up opened up the budget like they appear to have for the collaborators and the producers, 
then they're going to be like, what, you know, what festivals do we need to get her on? Like 100%. what, you know, we, do we need a video? Cool. Like they, they are in the lotto business. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And she said that she said that she had an interview with Joe Budden too. And she said, I like RCA because I feel like they treat me like a, like a real artist. And yeah. Clearly based off of the information that you revealed, that is, that is mutual. Yeah. So honestly, I was sort of pleasantly surprised. Okay. I love when that happens. Yeah, for sure. I, I I figure when I recommend this to you, like I wasn't, you know, I mean, yeah, if yeah, I tell yeah. you to listen to something from somebody we haven't traditionally listened to, I'm like, there's going to be something to talk about. So, yeah, good for her. Congratulations. 